بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى الحديث التاسع والإشرون عن معاذ بن جبر رضي الله عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله أخبرني بعمل يدخلني الجنة ويبعدني عن النار قال لقد سألتني عن عظيم وإنه ليسير على من يسره الله عليه تعبد الله ولا تشرك به شيئا وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتسوم رمضان وتحج البيت ثم قال ألا أدلكم وأدلك على أبواب الخير الصوم جنة وصدقة تطفئ الخطيئة كما يطفئ الماء النار وصلاة الرجل من جوف الليل قال ثم تلا تتجافى جنوبهم عن المضاجع حتى بلغ يعملون ثم قال ألا أخبرك برأس العمر كله وعموده وذروته سنامه قلت بلا يا رسول الله قال رأس الأمر الإسلام وعموده الصلاة وذروة سنامه الجهاد ثم قال ألا أخبرك بملاك ذلك كله قلت بلا يا نبي الله فأخذ بلسانه قال كف عليك هذا فقلت يا نبي الله وإن لن مواخذون بما نتكلم به فقال ثكلتك أمك يا معاذ وهل يكب الناس في النار على وجوههم وعلى مناخرهم إلا حصائد ألسنتهم رواه ترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح This uh, amazing hadith and uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which Nawawi uh, rahimahullah ta'ala placed in his 40 hadith the 29th hadith and that is that Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu an from the ulama of the sahaba he said I said oh ya Rasulullah oh messenger of Allah tell me of an act and in an ibadah something I can do which will take me into paradise and will keep me away from the hellfire and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said you have asked me about a great matter azim yet it is easy for him who yassallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy for him worship Allah he mentioned from those acts and do not associate partners with him without associating partners with him subhanahu establish the salah the prayer pay the zakat fast the month of ramadan and make the hajj to the house the pilgrimage to the house in the kaaba then after that he sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said Shall I not guide you towards the means of goodness? Khair. 
And then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, fasting is a shield. Jannah is a shield. And charity wipes away sin as water extinguishes fire and the praying of a man in the depths of the night, in the middle of the night. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who forsake their beds, it's a jafa, those who forsake their beds to invoke their Lord. Until he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, for what they used to do. And then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Shall I not inform you of the head of the matter, its pillar and its peak? And I said, Oh, yeah, Rasulullah. Yes, Oh, Rasulullah. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, The head of the matter is al-Islam. The head of the matter is al-Islam. Now, its pillar is the prayer and its peak is jihad. Then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Shall I not tell you of the foundation of all of that? And I said, Oh, yes, yes, Rasulullah. And he informed us, O Messenger of Allah. So he took hold of his tongue, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Restrain this. I said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, Prophet of Allah, rather, will you be taken to account, will we be taken to account for that what we said, or that we have said? With it, and with the tongue, and he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "May your mother be bereaved of you." O Mu'adh, is there anything that throws people into the hellfire upon their faces or on their manakhir, the 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 salamukum Allah, their noses, uh, except for that which comes from uh, the harvest of their tongues? Amazing a hadith narrated in Tirmidhi. And Tirmidhi declared the hadith as Hassanun Sahih. Point number one regarding the fa'id or the nuqat, points that we can extrapolate from this hadith. Anna had a hadithun. Alimun yarsumu fihin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at tariqa. Alladi yuwasalu sahibahu ila jannati wa yuba'iduhu anin nar. Again, from the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the shafaqah, compassion of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I hear the messenger in this amazing hadith has laid out the foundations of the ways and the path that will lead an individual to al-jannah. And the path that will distance the individual from al-nar. And there is no one from amongst us who does not need this. We all need this. We need to know that path that leads us to jannah. And we need to know that tariqah or that tariq. Distance us from the hellfire. We need to know what this is. Barakallahu feekum. And in this is a fa'ida. And that is, is the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he would guide uh, Barakallahu feekum his, his sahaba to that which is khayr, that which is good. And then he will warn uh, against that which is evil. And this is the manhaj nabuwa. And that's taken also, you find from the hadith of Hudayfa, Radiyallahu anhu, kana nas yas'aluna rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama anil khair wa kuntu as'aluhu anil shar mukhafatan an yudrikni al-hadith. Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu said the people used to ask the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the good things, about the khair. I used to ask him about the bad things with fear that it would befall me. This is the way of the Sahaba, they'll ask this. 
So the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam is yarsum uh, uh, through this hadith is, is showing the clear path of that which leads the individual to Jannah and and warning that which leads uh, an individual and that path that will distance the individual rather that path that will distance the individual from the hellfire. Point number two. And in this hadith is Dalilun ala wujubi su'ali ahilil ilm and umuriddin. This, in this uh, hadith, it shows the obligation of asking the people of knowledge as it relates to the affair of the deen. Allah has commanded us with this. Ask the people of dhikr, the ulama, scholars, with the affairs that you do not know. It's the affairs of the deen, the ulama of the deen, the warathatul anbiya. Those who inherited from the prophets, as here in this hadith, Muad is asking radiyallahu anhu, al Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam al Nabi. He's asking him. So therefore, this is from the manhaj of the Salaf that they will ask the ulama about the uh, the affairs of the Deen, and the ulama are from the inheritors of the prophets, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, warathatul anbiya, naam, the inheritors of the prophets. So we ask them as it relates to the affairs of the deen. We don't ask the juhal, we don't ask the those who are ignorant. We ask the people of ilm. And in this hadith, it's a clear proof of the, of the obligation of asking the people of knowledge as it relates to the deen. We don't ask the atibba', the doctors, the practitioners, or the engineers, or somebody who has a PhD, in mechanical engineering and he's a scientist or he's he's a physician or a surgeon. La, we ask the people of Tahasus. And we ask the people who this is their majal, this is their department, and that is the ulama. Naam, the ulama of the Sunnah Naqsud. The ulama of the Sunnah Na'ni. We mean the ulama of the Sunnah. The people who are upon Salafiyah. And they are the ones who fear Allah with that knowledge that they will disseminate. قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء really those who Allah those who revere Allah are the ulama these are أهل الذكر they're the ones who are أهل الذكر the people of remembrance the people who remember Allah the people who are the people of ذكر and the ذكر is the Quran and the Sunnah they're the people of the Quran and the Sunnah they're the ulama of the Sunnah those are the people we ask النقطة الثالثة the third, قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم قوله أخبرني أو قول معاذ رضي الله عنه أخبرني بعمل يدخلني الجنة ويبعدني عن النار. The statement of معاذ ibn Jabir رضي الله عنه. He said, أخبرني inform me of an action that will enter me to paradise and distance me from the hellfire. وهذا ما يريده كل مسلم. This is what every Muslim wants. And in this, يدل على أن الجنة لا تدخل إلا بعملين. And it's a it's a proof that Jannah is not attained except with actions. والنار أيضا تدخل بعملين. And there are specific actions that enters the individual into hellfire. فعمل خير يدخل الجنة. You do good. توحيد سنة إخلاص إبادة صدق رجاء خوف. Uh, عمل of the heart, عمل of the limbs. You do all the ibadat, salah, tahaj, tsum, fast, go to hajj. You give the zakat, mukhlisan, 
sincere for al-mukhlisan, sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tayyib, these are actions that will aid the individual to enter into Jannah. Khair. Wa'amlu al-shar yudkhil nar And the evil deeds will enter into hellfire. And fil-umum, that is the ma'asiyatillahi tabaraka wa ta'ala. As a disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fil-ahadun يدخل الجنة أو النار بدون عمل. There's not anyone who enter paradise or hellfire except with that that, that action that justified them entering into الجنة or entering into hellfire. Now, النقطة الرابعة, the fourth benefit. قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم, the statement of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, لقد سأل سألتني عن العظيم. You've asked me about something major. فعظم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا المسؤول عنه. من أجل أن ينبه السامعين والقارئين. صلى الله عليه وسلم has made this affair that's been asked mighty, and that is from the the husn ta'lim of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. His 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 excellence in educating and cultivating in that he's grasping the attention of those who are listening by saying, لقد سألتني عن You've asked me about something mighty, something heavy, something thaqir, something immense. And that is to bring the attention to the Sami'in, the one that is listening. And also those who after will take from the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, to know that which follows has, uh, has ahmiya, yeah, and he has a, a great importance. Ahmiya is kubra now. الفائدة أو نقطة الخامس the fifth point and that is the statement of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم وإنه لا يسير على من يسره الله عليه الله أكبر يا إخوة he صلى الله عليه وسلم he said and this mighty affair is easy for the one who Allah has made it easy for this is from the Rahmah of Allah. That he's made such a mighty affair easy. And the deen is easy. Because the deen is easy. There's no difficulty. Huh? And that, Barakallahu Feekum, is a proof that the deen is for everyone and all qudrat, and all forms of ability. Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy, even though it's an affair that is mighty. Allahu Akbar. And likewise, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِئِينَ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا الْخَاشِئِينَ Regarding salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, so to Baqarah, and verily it is difficult Except al khashim except for those who revere Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people of Tawheed, the people of Ikhlas, the people who have khawf, yakhshawn Allah, uh, they have humility with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they find salah easy. And wallah we have heard stories of people who entered into Islam and previously they were boxers or they were celebrities or people used to box 15 rounds in the 80s for example and they enter into Islam and the 
five salah is difficult for them. Let's say it's difficult for them. When previously they were spending 15 rounds hurting themselves and hurting others, putting their life at risk. But yet, when it's time for them to pray, they find it difficult because they don't have that khushu'. They don't have that muhabba, that quwwata imaniyyah, that strength of al-iman, not the strength that one knocks something down. That's not the strength. The quwwa haqiqiyyah is that strength of iman. وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِئِينَ It's too difficult except for those who have khashiyah, except for those who have who revere Allah and fear of Allah as the people of Iman, the people of Tawheed, the people who, Barakallahu Fikum, have conditioned their heart upon ikhlas and sincerity and upon ibadah and muhabba, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yearning for Jannah, yearning to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَهُمَّا يَشَاءُونَ فِيهَا وَلَدَيْنَا الْمَزِيدِ And for them is what they want in Jannah and with us is Al-Mazid and with us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an increase and that is seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they're yearning for this it's an increase in the love of Allah and the hope of Allah fear of Allah the arkan al-ibadah the pillars of worship the khashirin the people who have this uh, this uh, humility and devotion inaba to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the salah is easy for them to perform so this lets us know that it's important for the individuals who find salah difficult to go back to tawheed there is a weakness in the strength of the tawheed to learn the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's a weakness in understanding the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's a weakness in the muhabba of Allah because verily the one who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks forward to praying. As the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Bilal, arihna bis salah. Ya Bilal, arihna bis salah. O Bilal, soothe us, soothe us with the prayer. That's where the tranquility is, ikhwah. When we're in sujood, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we, rather bayni wa bayna abdi, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, hadith quds, it is between me and my slave. Wali abdi masa'al. And for my slave is that which he asks for. This is this is the, the tranquility. This is where what develops the khashia. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us be from those who have this khashia, this humility, and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these acts of ibadah that are mighty will become easy for us. The sixth point, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Qawluhu, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, shay'a." That the first affair is to that will enter an individual into paradise. And Muhammad is asking radiyallahu anhu, and that is that you worship Allah subhanahu wa taala alone without partners, and you don't associate anything with Him subhanahu wa taala. Wa hadhu wal asal. And this is the foundation. 
And the reason why the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned this because anything after it will be invalid if this foundation is not established. And that is a Tawheed. Ta'budullah wa la tushriku bihi shay'a. Like Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala said, Wa'budullah wa la tushriku bihi shay'a. Worship Allah alone and do not associate any partners with him. This is the essence of ikhlas and this is Barakallahu feekum how every action after that will be based upon this Worship is not accepted Worship is not valid except with ikhlas except with sincerity So the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he began with this Worship Allah alone and do not associate partners with him. And al Sabi'a. The seventh point, Qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tuqimu salat. And after that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said unto you that you establish prayer. And this is the second pillar, tuqimu salat. He said tuqimu salat. He didn't just say unto salli. He didn't just say pray. He said tuqimu salat, establish the prayer. And when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said tuqimu salat, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, aqimu salat, and establish the prayer, establish the prayer, barakallahu feekum, المطلوب منها إقامة الصلاة يعني إنما الصلاة قائمة المشتملة على أركانها وشروطها وواجباتها وسننها. Indeed, the salah that is established has to comprise of its pillars, its conditions, its obligation, and the preferred acts. Which is why we have to study the pillars of Salah, conditions of Salah, the obligations of Salah. Those things are not obligatory but are preferred as it relates to Salah. Or to qimu Salah and implement them. And that is the and to give in charity. And this is the Rukun Thalith. This is the third pillar. And that is given zakat. To zakki malak. To purify your wealth. As zakat comes from tazkiyah. Purification. To zakki malak. To purify your wealth. To get the barakah. And that is that you give it to the masakin. And the fuqara. And the musafirin. The abris sabil. The wayfarer. The traveler. The poor. Barakallahu feekum. This is the worship of wealth. Just as a salah is ibadatu maliya wa qawliya. Just as a salah is barakalafikum, the worship of uh, the limbs and also the statements from the adhkar and the, and the, the, the tilawah and so forth. And nuqtatu tasiya, the ninth benefit. وَتَسُومُ رَمَضَانَ And to fast Ramadan. وَهَذَا رُكْنُ الرَّابِعِ This is the fourth pillar. And this Ramadan is in a couple of days, ya khwa, is approaching us. قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَلَىٰ يَا يُلَّذِينَ عَمُنُ كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمْ سِيَامِ كُمَّ كُتِبَ عَلَىٰ لَلَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَكُمْ تَتَقُونَ Or you believe fasting has been prescribed for you and prescribed for those before you in order for you to attain taqwa. This is why it enters you into because with it you attain taqwa. And with it you ascend the aid of Allah. In Allah, ma'al ladhina taqaw. 
Verily, Allah is with those who have taqwa. Inna Allah ma'al muttaqeen. Verily, Allah is with those who are pious. Those who are pious get the aid and victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this dunya and the reward in the hereafter, ya ikhwah. And the siyam, fasting, is a way of attaining taqwa. And that is the shahr Ramadan that is approaching us. And in it we have siyam wa qiyam, fasting and standing up in prayer. And the reward is immense. We have to increase in ibadah. We have to purify ourselves here, Abdullah. We have to purify ourselves in this month. Don't let this month go away from us except that we have taken from it as much as we can. From adhkar and salah, salawat and adhkar, remembrance of Allah, dhikr and sadaqat, giving charity and ibadat and seeking ilm, worship until out of Quran, hifdhu and in reciting the Quran and memorizing it and acting according to it and doing the Qiyamul Layl. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the Hadith Abu Huraita radiallahu ta'an من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا غفلا وما تقدم ذنبه. Whoever whoever fasts the month of Ramadan with iman, ikhlas, واحتساب, seeking the face of Allah, belief upon the Tawheed, غفلا وما تقدم ذنبه. وقال في رواية أخرى من قام ليلة القدر إيمانا واحتسابا غفلا له ما تقدم ذنبه. Likewise, the one who prays. Uh, we have that uh, praise uh, on Laylatul Qadr, Qiyam. We have that sin that is forgiven, or well, those sins forgiven. So, this is the means and rewards that we can get in the month of Ramadan, ya ikhwah. We have to take it and grasp it because we need this Ramadan. We need to clean out the cobwebs of the dunya. The cobwebs of kessel, laziness, the cobwebs of the ghafl, or ghafla, being negligent as it relates to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has made ibadah easy. Yassar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ibadah li-ibadihi. He made it easy for us that there's ibadah to maliyah, there's worship of wealth, ibadah to qawliyah, statement, worship. وَإِبَادَةُ بَدَنِيَّةِ And ibadah, worship of the limbs. So every individual has an opportunity to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in this month of Ramadan. النُقْتَةُ عَاشِرُ The tenth benefit or point taken from this hadith, وَتَحُجُّ الْبَيْتِ And that you do hajj of the bait. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَلَى وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ the last of Ta'ala is said, and for Allah, yani, the rights of Allah is that, that the obligation of the people that Allah has placed on them is that day to hajj for the one who has the ability. Look at the rahmah of Allah. The one who has the ability. This is, barakallahu feekum, the fifth pillar of Al-Islam. And we have this hadith which 
indicates the obligation of doing Hajj when you have the ability, and that is Marra Wahida, Fil Umar, Al Al That's once in a lifetime for the one who has the ability. And look at the Hadi Asha, the 11th uh, uh, benefit, Qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Shall I not inform you of the the abwaab al-khayr, yani the gates of good. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in here, barakallahu fikum, is after mentioning the arkan, He's mentioned the ziyada ta'ala al-kan. Now he's mentioning, after mentioning the pillars of Islam, salah, uh, tawheed, shahad, and then, and then salah, and then barakallahu fikum, uh, zakah, and then siyam, and then hajj. Now he's mentioning ziyada ta'ala arkan al-islam. Now he's mentioning the extras that you can do on top of that. And that is a proof that the deen is not mahsurun ala arkan al-khamsa. That is arkan al-islam. And that is that the religion is not limited to the five pillars. But these are the asasiyat, asasat. These are the fundamentals and the foundations. We can do many other actions and many other deeds. And all of them are ta'at. They are all obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it's the fara'id, those things that are obligatory, it's obedience, it's from the ta'at. And then the wafir, those things that are subgrotary, sunnah, as some people quote, is, barakallahu fikum, from the ta'at, and the wajibat from the ta'at. So all of these are from the ta'at, and Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is giving Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu information about other than the arkan. And then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, point number 12, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, asawmu jannah, jannah, yani sutra. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that fasting, Barakallahu Fikum, he said, now, he said, fasting is a shield. Fasting is a shield. And that is a shield between you, the abd, between the abd, and between the hellfire. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, that charity wipes away sin as water extinguishes fire. And this is point number uh, now, point number 13. And that is that barakallahu fikum, that charity, again, we have two categories of charity. We have the, the, the zakat that is farida, that is obligatory, that's the yearly annual zakat. And then we have the tatawwa, that which is voluntary, and that is those charities that you give to the poor at any time of the year. And both of these extinguish sins like water extinguishes fire. Point number 14. After mentioning the, the sunnah's fasting and and I mentioned the Sunnah fasting, and that's back to point number 12. It also includes the Psalm of Dawood, the fast of David, Dawood. And that is the fast, Yom Wa Iftar Yom. And that is fasting one a day and not fasting the other day. And also the Sitta of Shawal, which is after Ramadan, 
and the six days after Ramadan, this is fasting that is not obligatory but is preferred. And likewise, Yom Al-Ithnayn wa Yom Al-Khamis and fasting on the Monday and the, and the Thursday. And likewise, the three days of the month or Asha Dhul-Hijjah, the ten first days of Dhul-Hijjah. All of these are fast and they're Somu Jannah and it's a shield. And to increase on point number 12, we've, we've stepped back a bit. Um, there's an extra fighter that's just come to mind. And that is that you find that in this world, Jannah has a, a original linguistic form of Jannana, of, of, of Jim, Noon and Noon. Now, any word that has Jim, Noon and Noon, it means something that is not seen or something that is hidden and something that is shielded. So, for example, Jannah, we don't know Jannah, we can't see Jannah because it's in the hereafter, so it's unseen. And the Jinn, again, they are the unseen, Jannah. And likewise here, Jannah is a shield because it shields you from the hellfire, so you cannot be seen from the hellfire or see the hellfire. There's that shield. And this is the beautiful linguistic benefit that we can take from the Arabic language. Back to point number 14. After mentioning a siyam and the subhatri, the voluntary siyam and the voluntary zakat, he mentions now the voluntary salah. And that pinnacle of that salah is the man praying in the jawfil layl. He's praying in that jawfil layl, that heart of the night. And that reward is immense because it's a time when people sleep. It's a time when people sleep. And from the hikmah and the wisdom, of the night prayer and his fadila and his virtues that the individual after sleeping at night he wakes up he's fresh he's fresh and he's energized he's fresh and he's energized which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and that is the most emphatic qiyam is the one that individuals that's woken up and is strong and the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, أَحَبُّ الصَّلَاةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ صَلَاةُ دَعُودِ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَسَلَامِ وَأَحَبُّ الصِّيَامِ إِلَى اللَّهِ صِيَامُ دَعُودِ وَكَانَ يَنَامُ نِسْفُ اللَّيْلِ وَيَقُومُ ثُلُثَةِ وَيَنَامُ سُلُثَةِ وَيَسُومُ يَوْمًا وَيُفْتِرُ يَوْمًا This hadith, which is in Sahih al-Bukhari, Muslim, hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr, radiyallahu anhumah, that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that the most beloved prayer to Allah is the prayer of Dawood, And the beloved fast to Allah is the fast of Dawood. And that is that he would sleep half the night and wake up for the th- and pray for the third of it and sleep for the remaining six of the night. And that he would fast one day and break fast the other day. It's amazing for Dila. And that is man arada an yahsulu ala hadha al-ajal fa yurattib al-qiyam fi hadha al-waqt. One who wants to get this reward and let him get up at that night, that time at night. Immense reward. And this is from those affairs that leads the individual to Jannah. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam he mentioned. Point number 15. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ratsul amri islam. And the foundation of the affair is al-islam. And Islam who is Islam lillahi bi tawheed wa qiyad lahu bi ta'a wa bara'atu min al-shirk wa ahli. And the Islam 
that is the head of all affairs, is that is submitting to Allah with Tawheed and complying with his obedience and freeing oneself and distance oneself from shirk and his people. And this is the definition. And you, as we know, the arkan of Islam is five, as mentioned in this hadith and the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar in or Abdal ibn Umar radiyallahu an 16 16 qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa umuduhu as-salah and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that the pillar of it is as-salah the pillar of al-islam is as-salah and the pillar barakallahu fiqh al-umud It's like we have a tent and then you have pillars and po- and those uh, sticks that are at each end of the tent. My question to you, Ya Ibadullah, is if those pillars were removed from the tent, what would happen? The Messenger وسلم, said, وَعُمُودُهُ الْإِسْلَامِ yani The pillars and the, uh, of, of, the sal- of the Islam, the pillars of the Islam is the Salah. So if you have this tent and then the the The, po- the, the sticks also, uh, excuse me what the technical term for it is, that they used to hold up the tent. If that has been removed, what will happen to the tent? I'm sure you say the tent will fall. If a, founda- a house does not have its foundations and its pillars, and the pillars falls, the house collapses. And that's like Islam. For al-Islam, la yaqumu illa ala salah. That Islam only is established through prayer. Even if an individual done everything but he didn't pray, that's why some of the ulama, they negate the Islam with individuals that leave salah. And it's a big khilaf bin ahil ilm, as the one who leaves it out of laziness. But there is a nukta, and an important point. And that is the statement of Sheikh Al-Allam Muhammad Aman Jami, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, Ayy aqilin, yuridu an yakuna imanahu, مَسْأَلَةً مُخْتَلِفَ فِيهِ مُخْتَلِفَةٌ فِيهِ He said, رَحِمُ اللَّهِ Which person with sense, and regarding the salah, whether it's uh, you're a Muslim or a kafir, if uh, the individual, he leaves the salah out of laziness, which intellectual person, a person with common sense, will want their iman an affair that is differed upon? Some of the ulama hold it to you to be kafir. Who in the right mind would want to be in that position. So even without looking at which is the correct opinion as it regards to that, the fact that your iman is an affair that the scholars differ in should be enough to repel you from disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not establishing the prayer. Point number six, 17, and that is the ratuhu sanamihi al-jihad. And that is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said it speaks jihad. And that jihad, barakallahu alaykum, is that which is legislated based upon the Quran and the Sunnah. Based upon the Quran and the Sunnah and the intent behind the jihad is to establish the tawheed. Everything goes back to a tawheed. Not like these politicians who claim to call to, call to jihad. They don't call to jihad. They call to qatal. Their call is to qatal. Their call is to, is to, is to killing. Rather, the jihad, barakallahu alaykum, is to establish the tawheed under the legislation of the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with his conditions. 
the conditions of salah are there, we have to follow it. The conditions of jihad are there, we have to follow it. Nothing is left haphazardly. Everything is organized and given to us as we need. And it's up to us to seek the ilm as it relates to this affair. And don't be those who follow those deviants like I, uh, Daesh and ISIS and Boko Haram and all the rest of those deviant Khariji groups who do not understand jihad, but rather that all they understand is killing. But now jihad is from the peak, and that is that jihad which is upon the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Point number 18. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ala ukhbiruka bimalaki dhalika kulli. Shall I not inform you? He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Huh? of the head of the matter, yani the, the foundation of it all. The foundation of it all. And in this Barakallahu Fikum, the messengers, Mu'adh, Radiallahu Ta'ala, said, قُلْ تُبَلَى يَا نَبِيَ اللَّهِ قُلْ تُبَلَى يَا فَأَخَذَ بِلِسَانِهِ قَالَ كُفَّ عَلَيْكَ هَذَا So Mu'adh, he said to the messengers, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, please inform us, O Nabi Allah, the Prophet of Allah, the Prophet sallallahu took his tongue and he says, restrain this, restrain this. And basically that which is barakalafikum intended in this portion of the hadith is after mentioning those a'mal and those good deeds that lead to Jannah, after you've done all of that, uh, then stay away and stay away from those yubtiluha, stay away from those that... Uh, nullify your good deeds that which uh, the main thing that, that this, uh, distinguishes or extinguishes the good deeds is the tongue restraining and withholding one's tongue from namima, from storytelling from buhtan from slander from lying, from kedib Mm-hmm. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man yu'minu billahi wa yawmi al-akhir falyakul khayran awl yasmud. Whoever believes in Allah and the last day, then say good or remain silent. So the affair of the tongue is connected to the last day and connected to the hereafter because, barakallahu feekum, the one who truly has iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will say only that which is good. And that is truthfulness, sidq, wa sunnah. Staying away from bid'ah in speech and ma'asi and sins and backbiting and its like. Point number 19. Qultu, Mu'adh radiallahu sa'ata'anu. He said, Qultu, ya Nabi Allah, wa inna la mu'akhaduna bima natakallamu bi. He said, Mu'adh said to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will we be taken to account for that which you say? So he was shocked at this. Because the kalam is sahlun ala nas, it's easy to talk. And the al-sinatu da'iman tashtagil. The tongue is always working. So with this something that's so easy to have, that occurs, talking, speaking, the most, the most active muscle in our body is that which is in our tongue. But the question is, will our tongues be busy with the dhikr of Allah? Or will our tongues be busy in ma'asi? and backbiting in the Mima. 
And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to him, of course it is. No doubt that that which drags the people to the hellfire, barakallahu feekum, um, upon their faces or on their noses is the harvest of their tongues. So in this hadith, it ends with the admonition of the Messenger وسلم, in preserving one's tongue from disobeying Allah, from the mima, from slander and backbiting and so forth, and spreading tales. But rather the tongue should be moist upon the dhikr of Allah, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ Remember me and I'll remember you. Naam. After this, the final point, which is point number 20, and that is Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, Hadithun Hasanun Sahih. He says, Hadithun Hasanun Sahih. The ulama have uh, mentioned this istilah, this statement which was first mentioned by uh, Imam Tirmidhi, and that is saying that one hadith can be Hasan and also be Sahih. And as we know from previous lessons we had, that Hasan is lower in level than Sahih. Hasan means that there is a weakness in in the memory of one of the narrators, for example, and Sahih obviously indicates that the individuals in that have good memory, trustworthy, and is free of discrepancies, etc. So why would Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah ta'ala, mention hadith on Hasan and Sahih? Hasan and Sahih when they are not the same thing. The ulama have explained many times, and the ulama have different opinions regarding the intention, but perhaps the best opinion is that it depends on the chain that has been spoken about. And, and most of the chains that have been spoken about regarding this, uh, the ulama have explained that it means that there is a chain, there are many chains in the hadith. And one chain, for example, is Hassan, and another chain is Sahih. So then it's called Hassan and Sahih, because it has different chains with different levels. And that is one of the statements of the ulama, but... I asked Sheikh Al-Alama Abdullah Bukhari Hafidhullah Ta'ala regarding this and he mentioned that it's huwa ala hasab al-hadith is a, depends on the narration so we have to study the isnad and find out what is the, the the surah and the form of that isnad and then we can understand what Imam Tirmidhi Rahimullah Ta'ala means by hadith on hasanun sahih and with that barakallahu feekum ya ikhwati al-kiram we have concluded today's lesson and this 29th hadith uh, in uh, An-Nawawi, hadith in uh, An-Nawawiyah, Arba'un, Naam, from the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabir, and we have mentioned the benefits that have been taken from this hadith regarding a general advice from the Messenger sallallahu as it relates to the path that one takes to Jannah, and the actions that one needs to do to be upon that path to Jannah and actions that would distance the individual away from the hellfire. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a tawfiq that we act upon this amazing hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wa rusul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. والحمد لله رب العالمين